Guys, in the world of sports, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes with these athletes who are trying to take care of their bodies, right? We hear about the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, and the time they take to invest in their bodies to make sure that their flexibility, their mobility, their stability is all at at an elite level, if you will, so that they can compete at an elite level for a long period of time. Now, today we bring on a specialist in this field who helps athletes and just other humans to work on their stability, their flexibility, their mobility, because it's super important to take care of your body this way. Your body doesn't just run in a one line, right? In sports, especially you're going from side to side and all sorts of different angles. And it's important to be able to be flexible, mobile, and stable. So today our guest is going to share his knowledge. He's an expert in this field. I'm excited to bring him on. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time Guru. If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, back at it for another episode with you guys today. Now, first things first, I have to give a shout out to my listeners. We have surpassed... 48,000 downloads in 79 different countries. We have literally taken the show global in the last three years, so we're doing our best to take it at a local and a global perspective. And uh, today we're going to do that again. We're bringing on another amazing guest to share his expertise with us. So before we get into this interview, guys, make sure you are following me on my social media platforms and that you hit that subscribe button on the podcast and give me a five-star review if you like it. Please give me some feedback, what you like to hear, what you don't like to hear. We're going to continue to go strong. Now, I told you guys, when this quarantine started, listen, I had to get out of my studio. I had to come home just like the rest of everybody. So we're doing some social distancing. So I'm in my house, a little different background than you're used to seeing. Been doing this for a couple of weeks, but I told you all I wasn't stopping. We're going to continue to do our interviews. We're going to continue to bring on guests to share their stories. So we're here. Again, if you guys want to get an Audible free trial, you can. It's 30 days. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash thegametimeguru. Get an Audible free trial. Listen to some of your favorite audio books. I've got a couple of books in mind. It Takes What It Takes with Trevor Moad, who was on my show, Russell, Russell Wilson's mental coach. I'm also reading Work on Your Game by Trey Baldwin, who was also on my show. Check that out, as well as Swim by Walter Bond, who was also on my show. Go check any of those books out on Audible. Get your free Audible trial. Audibletrial.com slash the game time guru. Now that we got the business side done, cool. We're jumping into the good stuff now. All right. So you guys know I love, I love sports. That's why I do this show. And I have a mad respect for athletes who take care of their bodies, right? I've talked about LeBron James. I've talked about Michael Jordan. I've talked about Kobe Bryant. I've talked about athletes that take care of their bodies, but what I'm saying, take care of their bodies. It's not just simply, Oh, how much weight can they put up or how many miles can they run? No, it's that they truly take care of their body from a recovery aspect, from a mobility standpoint, and from a a strength and conditioning standpoint. Today, we're bringing on an FST specialist, which stands for Fascial Stretch Therapist, okay? So an FST specialist. His name is Cody Olinger. He is going to talk to us today about his career field. Cody, we're excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, heck yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. Man, I'm stoked to have you, brother. I have uh, been following you for for a while. so here's the thing. I know it sounds weird because I'm following you from afar, but I think that's a good thing. When you hey, it's the world we live in. <laughs> I was like, I like this stuff because I caught a couple of things. We'll talk about that today that you were posting on social media about different, different things. I find your, your um, approach very unique. So I was like, I like this stuff. And so I had been following it. Um, I actually worked with, I think it's your brother, Cole, if that's not 
I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked with him. So I kind of like had known just from a connection there. That's why I said we had kind of run, run into each other over the years. Maybe I don't know, but I just knew who you were. Um, But then I I saw you on, on, on Instagram and I was like, man, I love, I love this. I love what he's doing. So we needed to, we need to talk about your career field, your specialty, your expertise. But first, let's get to know you a little bit better, Cody, from an athletic standpoint. Like, what's your career in athletics? Like, what's your background? Did you play sports growing up? Did you, were you physically, like, you know, into fitness when you were growing up? What's your background? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just kind of, I uh, went to Fruitland High School, so local uh, here to Idaho. And, you know, Fruitland, you're pretty much, if you're not playing sports, it, it, there's not too much else to do over there. So I was definitely grew up with two brothers, you know, so football, basketball, baseball, that dominated my childhood, always been active and loving that whole thing. And so once high school came around, I was thinking, you know, I was really thinking I want to play college football. <clears throat> so, you know, I was working my butt off for that. I kind of wasn't, I wasn't the earliest developer my freshman year. I remember I was stoked when I could even bench a hundred pounds. Like I, I was nothing physically gifted. I love the sport. Um, started kind of coming to my own going into my junior year. Um, and that was all cut short when I broke my leg. There was a seven on seven passing tournament in Centennial, uh, nearly a compound fracture, but it took out my tib fib, dislocated my ankle all in one go. Really freaky, freaky thing. Um, but anyway, two plates and 10 metal screws later, they patched me up. I missed all football season, most of the basketball season. And it, that was a turning point in my life where I kind of shifted gears from being the athlete to more the therapeutic role. I was really looking at physical therapy during that time because I spent so much time rehabbing that injury. I was like, man, this could be a career path here. And so after uh, high school, graduated, went to Boise State, studied exercise science, and was uh, honestly looking, I was kind of at a fork in the road wanting to know if I wanted a PT school or if I wanted to get some, maybe some work experience in a field that I liked through an internship, which is what I found. Wow. Okay. Let's rewind to the injury. I didn't know that piece of it yeah. so have you happened to catch the alex smith documentary the e60 on alex smith's leg injury? i, I would love i would love to because i've heard you know sort of the the highlights uh of that that injury and that process but our injuries were very similar i think he, he had like an infection or something that kind of had a second that that got a lot worse for him but the right. initial injuries was uh that that resonated very personally with me uh but i haven't seen that documentary no I, I would encourage anybody, yourself and anyone who's listening, to check that documentary out. Now, it's not for the faint of heart. Like, it's uh, pretty graphic, and they let you know that in, in the show. But it, when I was watching Alex Smith's, like, career when he broke his leg and stuff, it's kind of, yeah, like you said, it sounded similar to what you had gone through from the initial standpoint, from the actual break mm-hmm. itself. But then they said, oh, yeah, Alex Smith had complications with his surgery. And then in my head, complications right. meant, like, oh, the, the bone didn't heal correctly. Let's go. Oh, no, 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 no. It was much more severe than I, I, they carved out half his leg and I, and they show it. And I never knew that actually happened. Holy so that's God. why I'm just wondering if you'd actually seen the, the, the documentary. So you should check oh, that out. On I, E60. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was that sort of graphic or gruesome, but in a weird way that makes me want to watch it even more, which yeah, I don't know why, but that's, that's fascinating. <laughs> super, super fascinating. And I'd like, I was at a loss for words. I watched it on Friday night. I couldn't believe it, but so you went through an injury and I'm actually going to touch base on that here in a little bit. So I'm glad you brought that up that you've been through an injury. Now yeah. you're kind of going through the therapeutic role. You kind of shifted your mindset from the, the, in your athletic career, kind of what you wanted to do in your field moving forward. And I really mm-hmm. commend you for that. Cause you still wanted to be, it sounds like you wanted to be involved but you kind of had to shift and adjust almost call an audible if you will to your right. career field and how you wanted to to go about that so you know mobility like it's a it's a big piece in in um the athletic field and i think from my perspective cody i think what happens is like in high school 
at least when I was in school, I mean, it's, it's been 15 years since high school, but like still, like I, I, I felt like we focused so much on strength and explosiveness, which I do feel is super important. But the more I talk to people like yourself, like experts in this field, I feel like we are lacking so much in the, in the training. What's your, what's your thoughts on like the way that we are training our youth? And what I, and I mean, youth, I'm talking about the teens when they start getting into the weightlifting kind of thing. Are we focused enough on recovery and mobility and stretching or are we, do you feel like we're still kind of lacking in that area? You know, that, that's a great point. I, I think it is. Um, I think it is a little bit of an archaic grandfather type of thing. There's comes a, like a certain level of pride with some, like how people work out and how they lift. Um, you know, it's like classic bench press or squat, you know, that's kind of just been ingrained as like the staple standard stuff. And you learned it from your dad who learned it from his dad. It's kind of just like that masculine, just that default option. And just, just as now as we're kind of getting more creative and there's more training tools out there with bands or machines or hydraulics like Kaiser fitness, just there's all sorts of different ways now, rather than just Olympic Olympic lifting started because that was just the mainstream way to lift weight and get bigger and stronger. And then we sort of adopted that into athletic field. So, so now we're sort of expanding out again, but that old school mentality is still there. And, you know, it, it is very, it's, it's interesting because it is still important. I feel like there's kind of two camps. Some people are so like, I guess, advanced or so uh, far past that curve. They think anything but strength training where they're just going to do all these fancy ladder drills and speed work and all the flashy gimmicky stuff that I don't really like either that completely forgets those fundamentals. So, so that's a problem too. Uh, we want some of that, but it shouldn't be your entire approach because what we find is it makes athletes stronger for sure, but stronger at lifting weights, not stronger or faster at their sports. Um, it's very, you know, both legs on the ground, very North and South type of work. When you think about a football field or basketball court, you're moving every other direction. So we want to get outside of that standard, you know, fixed stance, moving a heavy bar, um, cause, cause that's not so good either. When you're young and when you get started, you can get away with it. You can, you're still young and healthy. The, the problem happens when you keep those old habits and then you stop playing your sport and you continue doing those same movements you've done for forever without any mobility work. Cause back in high school, you could get away with it and you forget about it. And then all of a sudden you're doing what you've always done, uh, which is the problem and, and something pops or tears and you're hurt. So you, you either need to uh, revamp your training and keep it ever changing, which goes a long way in and of itself, or have some type of uh, prehab mobility work, stretching practice to sort of help mitigate those imbalances you're basically inevitable to, to get over the years and years of doing the same type of movements. Super interesting, man. Like, I'm thinking about it in my own life, right? Like, I used to be that guy. I was never the strongest, but in high school, I took weightlifting seriously. You know, I'm like, oh, I can power clean 185. I'm power clean 205. I was never mm -hmm. the strong guy, though. I couldn't power clean 400 pounds. I couldn't squat 400 pounds. But like over time, I just, I had awful form now that I think about it, right? And I was just always doing the mm -hmm. same stuff. And it was about, was 2016, December or November of 2016. November of 2016. I'm sitting here I'm sitting doing here. A, an incline yeah. dumbbell press, is all I was doing. And a freak accident went to go kind of rub the sweat off my nose i was trying to rub the sweat off my oh. nose my shoulder shifted while the weight was in the air it was just 65 pounders my shoulder shifted because i went like this and my shoulder slid out tore my labrum completely oh and completely God. shredded it and so that was the first time i had really dealt like i never had an injury like that where i had to have surgery to fix it and it wasn't i mean i was in my late 20s at that time and so i was like oh boy and i just had my son and so my, my first boy and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even lift my arm. Like I couldn't lift my arm. And then I went and got surgery and I realized like, 
what's the point of like lifting like this without any, like, what was the point for me to do that? Was it pride? Like you mentioned pride. I think mm -hmm. that's one thing I'm like, what was I doing? And so I had to kind of revamp my way of thinking the last couple of years on how I'm going to, you know, do things. And mobility has been a huge focal point for me because I'm like, after I had surgery, I couldn't move my arm for like three weeks. I thought I would never have full mobility in my shoulders. And I still struggle a little bit on my left shoulder, but I take it much more seriously, this, this mobility. And that's why I find your approach so awesome. I love this type of field of work. Now, you know, let's talk about some of the things you do, Cody, as far as like, I, I want to bring up a few things that I saw, and then I'll allow you to kind of elaborate even more on some of the stuff that you, that you teach, like for your clients and, and for everyone else, because it is super important. One thing I saw that resonated with me was towel slides. You had a video up on your social media feeds, which by the way, guys, go follow. What's your social media handles on Facebook and Instagram and wherever else you're found real quick so we can get that in there. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, at KODFST. Uh, I believe on like if you backslash Facebook, it's all together at KODFST, all caps, and then Instagram's KOD underscore FST. So that, that's where you can find me on the social media. Perfect. Okay. So we'll make sure we're going to link those here in the description. I found him first. I found him on, on Instagram. And then I, I just found his like Facebook page probably like three days ago. So here's the deal. I'm like watching you do towel slides for like reaching over your head. And, and you mentioned something yeah. like having trouble reaching over your head. And I like the way you do your videos. I thought it was awesome. And I, uh, and I started doing towel slides. Cause like, while I still feel like I have pretty good mobility now in my shoulder, I don't have a lot of stability. That's the problem. Like if I go anything overhead, mm -hmm. especially my left shoulder, it, uh, it, it shakes. And I know that, like, I, I felt like it was pretty good, but it like, I had a little less stability there. And I started doing towel slides because I saw a video of yours and it was only like, probably, I don't even know if it was two weeks ago that I actually saw the towel slides one. And I think you posted it before that, but I was like, this is cool. Super intriguing, which some people like athletes will probably be like, Oh my gosh, what a waste of time. Like I'm not going right, to do right. towel slides for me. I have a different perspective now. I'm like, Oh dude, I'm totally doing these. This is sick. Can you talk to us a little bit more about towel slides and the reason you started implementing that <laughs> yeah. into your work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm a, I'm really a, a bang for your buck type of person, always trying to do things. Uh, you'll very rarely see me do like a unilateral or, a, you know, single joint exercise. I always wanted things that kind of I can combo with, with that tell me more than just one piece of information. Towel slides are great for that. Um, my first step is without any cueing or anything, just kind of demonstrate the move, reach your hands up. Um, I look for what happens elsewhere, not even look at elsewhere, not even at the shoulder joint. So if they're, if they're trying to reach their arms overhead and then I just see their spine start to round and their body start to compensate basically just to achieve that position, uh, that right there is just like a prerequisite for doing any overhead pressing. So, um, people with shoulder injuries that are doing their barbell presses or dumbbell overhead presses, uh, people need to know, at least when they're working with me, that they need to sort of earn the right to do certain exercises. Just because you see it all the time and it looks common doesn't mean that's going to work for you and your body. So if you're trying to press weight overhead, but you can't even get your arms overhead without rounding somewhere else, that, that ain't safe. That, that's not going to work very well. So, so first off, that's just a, a range of motion test that I like to look for to see, can you even get your arms overhead without something else uh, falling by the wayside? So that's part one. And then part two is, if shoulders can just get so injured and there's just so they can get so wacky sometimes that one just works really great it's something i learned in physical therapy a way to imagine it it's called joint centration so hips and shoulders specifically there there's a should have a high degree of mobility so they should be able to move everywhere uh with that is a decrease in stability so take but your, your low back for example that's complete opposite it's very stable but it's not mobile opposite end of the spectrum is shoulders and hips at least they should so with the, with the wall slide, especially if you get a band around your wrist, 
you're pressing in all directions in directions. So looking at like joint centration, if you imagine like a, um, like a post in the ground and it's got 10 ropes pulling on it in all 10 different directions. If you're always doing the same movements or always going the same way, certain ropes are going to be pulling a lot harder for a long period of time. And that thing's going to tilt. So your shoulder and hip and the joint, that means it's getting off center and that's just going to cause like popping out and tearing your labrum when you adjust to wipe your nose. Like, like that's that post sliding out of the dirt. Um, things are kind of out of whack. So a, a wall slide just kind of taps into all of those muscles that stabilize the shoulder in a, a coordinated fashion where you can kind of get all of them going in the same direction in a functional way to, to look at it. So so there's just so much I can kind of go on and on with, but it's just basically a test your range of motion and your shoulder function is the short answer on that. I love it, man. That's see, it goes much more in depth. That's why I like hearing from people like yourself, Cody, because like, again, a normal athlete or normal human being would just look at it and be like, ah, like, what is the point of it? When you can explain it like that, it goes deeper into this. Like, and, mm -hmm. and I think it helps people think. So if you're listening to this guys, I hope you're thinking differently right now. Just trying to shift your mindset a little bit. Like, do I round my back when I'm doing this? Or like, do I, what's going on when I'm doing an overhead press? Should I be doing this? Like, that's the kind of thing we want you to think. We want you to think differently because it is okay to think differently and understand the importance of these types of things. Now, another thing, Cody, I, I noticed um, in one of your videos was regarding breathing. And it's a little bit different. The reason I was drawn to it is because for me, as a former boxer, I boxed for Golden Gloves through my youth and up until college at Boise State. I, I always focused on breathing and no one ever talks about breathing. And now it's not the same concept of breathing when, when you're talking about it, but I drew my attention because I used to tell people, I'm like, dude, the breathing is super important and exercise breathing is super important here. It calms your nervous system. It does this. I'm like, you have to focus mm -hmm. on your breathing when you're fighting. You'll see the fighters that are calm are always focused on their breathing. They're not like freaking out just because they're getting hit because they understand how to breathe and they don't tire themselves out. So when you started talking about breathing, it was more so of like when you're doing an exercise or, or a stretch, don't, don't focus so much on the counting, but focus on the amount of breaths. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that for us? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just talking to a friend about this the other day. She's a physical therapist and um, kind of in a, uh, my take on it is, you know, when you prescribe stretching or somebody even has that initiative to like, you know what, I got to take care of myself, show me some stretches. And we just kind of are always go, go, go. We want to look at our to-do list. We want to check it off. We want to do these things. So even just the simple change of going from a rep for a stretch or a duration, like a hold to breathing. Number one, for me, that just has that person get a lot more relaxed because you're focusing internally. When you're focusing on the clock or a duration, you're, you're kind of just like, okay, how long can I hold it? Or 10 more seconds. Like you just kind of get that competitive. A lot of people do that kind of like, let's finish this type of thing. When you're breathing though, it kind of just slows everything down. And, and a big uh, principle and component of what I do in fascial stretch therapy is, is our nervous system is very important with getting things, tissues to calm down, lengthen out and open up. Best way to uh, influence that is, is from the breath. So best example I have is anybody sitting at their screens or at their computer. If you just take a 20 second break and take two inhales and exhales as deeply as possible, you're just going to feel that your shoulders just drop and you're just like, wow, like I was, I was holding that tension. My muscles were just on and I had no idea. So it's just so influential. It's just such a look, such a easy thing to, to work on and to have, it's got the most bang for its buck. You'll, you'll just work on that and then that'll check off 10 other boxes for me. So um, that, that's kind of why I like breathing uh, over anything else.
again, this is one of those things like I'm, I'm hoping that the listeners are thinking differently here. Cause it's just, a, like you said, it's a, it's a simple change, but it has a huge impact in a beneficial way. Mm-hmm. It's a very beneficial impact um, for them just to change just that one thing. You realize like, wow, that's awesome. And I will be completely honest, even this morning while I'm stretching, although I'd already watched your, your video on the breathing concept, I was sitting there counting okay, 30 seconds and I'm sitting there tight, just trying to like, come on, let's get mm-hmm. this 30 seconds. Okay, I'm good. Okay, 30 seconds over here, trying yeah. to get my hammies and everything and my shin splints and this and this, like, because my shin splints are throbbing. So I'm like, just if I can just hold a, a good stretch here for 30 seconds, it'll loosen up my calves or this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I should be focused on my breathing. Like, I'm tense. I'm doing exactly what you just said. Like, I, I literally did exactly what you just said. So, like, that's why it's so, super important to focus on the breathing. Now, another thing, Cody, you, you've talked about before, and you just mentioned it earlier in the interview, is um, the, the concept of, like, north and south. People are, like, used to, like, doing their exercise, their Olympic lifting. It's north and south. But in reality, when you're playing sports, you know, even as a former boxer, basketball player, football player, I know, like you mentioned it, you're going side to side. And sometimes they're, like, weird movements, too. It's not just a natural, like, you're not just going side to side. You're, like, going over here, boom, quick, short, agile. You got to be, like, quick, speed right. burst from side to side. And it, and it, and it, uh, what would you say activates different muscles and different parts of your body? Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways and what are some of the things that you focus on as an FST specialist from that standpoint to get your muscles and your, your, your tissues to be able to, I guess, prepare for those types of movements? Cause I've seen a couple of things that you've mentioned before in some of your videos where, you know, you'll, you'll do non-traditional things. Like you'll do a stretch. That's like not normal, but why do you do mm-hmm. that? Um, to me, it all comes back to just, uh, moving in different planes. Um, so when something's unique or, or looks a little different, um, it's probably because it isn't just that typical toe touch or hip flexor stretch, um, adding different little twists and turns, I guess, to it, uh, just has a way of, of opening things up, uh, in a more, I guess, functional way. Cause you just think about, um, like you said, boxing versus like running or, or any traditional, uh, lifting. Uh, that has you on, I always just think railroad tracks, like you're conditioned to go one way or the other. And then, you know, you, you watch sometimes a pickup basketball league with a couple seasoned athletes and you just notice that they like have to turn their whole shoulders to turn their heads and, and their arms are like really short shots cause they can't get their arms overhead. And you, you just lose that ability. And, and all it can take is, is just maintaining it. Motion is lotion. If you can just move that range in however you can, whether it's seeing me, that's kind of my niche. You know, some people are just like, I don't know how, I don't want to do it. Let me hire you. I'm like, perfect. That's cool with me. But what you can also do is if you just kind of have that awareness to just move in all directions and often as often as you can, you're going to be in great shape. So that's pretty much foundationally one of my workout structure principles is, is getting them to move in, in all always so you know single leg work double leg work we could do squats we can do deadlifts but did we do a lateral lunge did we do a turkish get up did we do a crawl uh just doing all these other things if you just just kind of use them as uh you know like your pyramid or your food groups i guess for working out if you can just make it a point to move in all those things they won't get as restricted where you need to stretch them so much on the opposite side so you know if it's kind of that ship has sailed already and you're too far gone you might need extra work getting someone to help you with it, stretching that out, and you doing the movements yourself. But if you're early in the game and you just move well and move often in all directions, you'll you'll be fine too. I love that, man. That's that's super cool. Like it's uh, it's so true. I mean, you 
like we all get stiff if we're not working on our mo motion is lotion. I'm going to, yeah, that's perfect. Actually. That's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. How you said that. Cause it totally makes sense. And you were just talking about rec league basketball. Like we all see it and we've all been there too. Like we're, we're stiff. It's hard to get moving. Cause we're just not focused on those types of things. And we mm -hmm. should be, I mentioned earlier, like some of my favorite athletes that I've studied, like LeBron, he puts literally like a million dollars into his body and it's not just strength and conditioning. He has a, yeah. He has a stretch routine he goes through. He makes sure he's mobile. And I, you can call it what you will. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's exactly like what it was supposed to be. He, he doesn't have a lot of major injuries. And for the you can hate him or love him, whatever. But LeBron has played at an elite level for, what, now 17 years in the National Basketball Association. He's only had one, quote-unquote, major injury to his groin, and that was last season. He's had a few sprained ankles here and there, but he actually stays in tip-top condition all the time. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that He's putting in the working with his mobility. I've watched his workouts. It's unbelievable. His stability, his core stability, his mobility, everything like his stretching. He keeps mm -hmm. his spine in line. He does everything. He's always working to keep his body aligned in every facet. And I think that people in your field of work are essential, if not more important than just like the strength and conditioning. Because I think it actually is, in my opinion, more important to now that I've seen it from that perspective to do stuff that you're doing these, these types of things. Now you mentioned, you know, hiring someone like yourself, Cody. So, where can somebody find you to hire you? Like what, how, how would someone like someone's listening to my show right now and we're in the treasure Valley. Are you online and stuff too? Like we want to know who can come to you and like, what are, like, what are your ideal clients? Like who, what do they look like? Who, who should be coming to you to, to get this, this work done? Yeah. Uh, great, great points. Um, so typically until recently, you know, I've always just been sort of got my head in the trenches. I'd be working a lot of hours, just seeing people one-on-one -on -one and, if you're in the area, um, then that's like the only, that would be my only type of client. Um, and that, that kind of started back in San Diego where I got the start to my career. And since moving recently, moving back to Boise, you know, I've kind of building my book and getting my name out there and it's, it's been growing pretty well. Uh, but then once COVID hit and everything slowed down, that kind of forced me to get on the virtual space where I can have, you know, resources and things for people, no matter where you're at. So on one hand, I'm this Friday actually is actually going to launch it live, but korecovery.net will be my site. And that's just going to be a membership based site where you have access to hours of stretches, my favorite mobility drills, uh, home assessments you can do. Cause just like the overhead reach example, you're like, well, gosh, I don't even know what to look for. If that's even a problem, that's got tests there that are all lined up. I have videos of me going through the tutorials and then protocols if that was a problem so say you tried an overhead squat you're like wow that was really tough or that looked horrible here's a protocol list of my favorite stretches to help work on that to keep you injury say injury proof as possible and just uh, recovering uh, as efficiently as possible so that's a really awesome online resource i'm stoked to hear about or hear more about when people get to use it um, and that's coming later this week and then um, other than that uh, people i like to work on are just just my favorite is active either current or former athletes that, that just love that have the love of the game. They, they just like, you know, I love playing basketball. I love doing this. I love playing this with my grandkids, but my achy this or my tight that like those sort of like, I love hearing the passion. And then like those little physical barriers, I feel like is a shame and I love to help that. So when, when you have that sort of like interest and like you have that bigger picture, you're not just trying to squat more or do heavier weights or a physique, anything Not not really, uh, that's not really my jam, but if you like have a passion for a sport or an event and that I can help you, uh, enjoy longer and at a, and do better at that, that's my favorite type of person to work on. 
So cool. If you guys are like sitting here like I am, just super geeking out about this, you guys need to check this out. So again, go follow him on the social media platforms and check out his website because by the time this post, this, this interview posts, his website will be yep. here. So I'll make sure to, to put that here in the description as well. This is awesome, Cody. Now I'm going to leave the last two minutes, even if you don't want that long, but I'll give you the last two minutes to kind of share some more expertise, give you the floor before we wrap it up, man. So this is your opportunity to kind of share what, whatever you want to talk about for the last two minutes. Uh, man. Oh, this is, this is good. Um, what, what a, a quick, quick little thing. Uh, I like to do, it's kind of like a, a game, but like the power of breathing and the power of breath, just how impactful that can be. Uh, so obviously everybody has in mind their normal post-workout cool down stretch routine, if you have one at all, but, but what that kind of does for you and what you feel like. Um, one of my favorite things to do for clients and especially with in giving them a, uh, an example, a concrete example of how good breathing can be and how powerful it can be is right when you're done with your workout preferably you can do this before bed too is also a great time but especially when you're kind of sweaty you're kind of you know you, you just crushed it you're feeling kind of tired um just lay down on the floor if you can put your feet up on a bench or on a wall so that your knees are at 90 degrees your hips are 90 degrees just just lay there put a towel over your eyes close your eyes at the least um and put your hands on your rib cage and, and lower ribs and all you're going to do is with your eyes closed you're going to just breathe in as deeply as you can breathe it Follow that air in as you feel your ribs lift up. When you're full, just exhale out. Feel your ribs sink down. And one, note how much your ribs are moving. And then two, once you're finished that exhale, say one to yourself. Breathe in. Exhale, say two. It's a challenge to get to 10 before you wander. Your brain already starts thinking, what you got to do next? Like, what am I going to eat after this? What's this doing? What do I got to do? Uh, daydreaming, just completely, you'll come back. You're like, Oh shoot. What, what breath was I on? You, you lose track. So if you can do 10 really deep, not like one, two, and trying to cheat it. If you can do 10 breaths, stay in the moment and stay relaxed, you'll open your eyes after that 10th breath. And you'll feel like, like you just took a 10 minute power nap. Like it's very, it's incredible actually what that little thing does and you're like man like i don't even think i need to stretch i feel kind of loose i feel relaxed like that is the best sort of nugget you can give your body in terms of kickstarting recovery and feeling better right after workout more so than any you know half-ass stretches when you're holding it for 30 seconds and kind of just going bop, 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 okay got my stretches done uh just breathing like that will be better than anything kind of stuck to a strict time period parameters uh, of stretches Wow. I'm sitting here like thinking what I'm going to do tomorrow after my workout in the morning. Like I'm <laughs> yeah, try it, man. I'm telling you it's, 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 if you can get to 10, you'll do better than half the people that do it. And then the people that do successfully do it, they'll come up and they're like, Whoa, what day is it? It's pretty nice. Wow, man. I appreciate the insight. See, this is the type of value we like having on the show. That's why we bring people like yourself on Cody and I appreciate it again, guys. This is Cody Olinger, FST specialist, which is a fascial stretch therapist, correct? I gotta yep, make sure yep. I, I, I say it. Yeah. So actually another quick note on that is so FST, the, the mobility and the stretching space is only growing. You'll see stretch zones, stretch labs, all these different things popping up there. I, I can, we can save that for another episode or something, but you know, they're great because I love the um, increasing the popularity of stretching and recovery. So what they're doing is great. Uh, FST is a separate certification. Uh, I really love it. I sought it out for a reason. I thought it was the best out there. Um, and it's a week long course you do in Arizona basically, but there's three levels to it. So when you do level one, level two, level three, they're each a week long. Uh, those are all fascial stretch therapy courses. Once you do level three, which is the highest one, then you're a fascial stretch specialist, which is 
where, where I'm at. I'm sort of tapped out on all the education. So there is like therapist specialist. I don't want to cross hairs, but there is merit to the, the highest one, which I take pride in having. So, so it's the specialist that, that level three gets you. And that's, you know, what I've dove into and tried to max out on. No, that's, you should be proud of that. That's awesome. And you should be able to say that you should have the, the, all the confidence in the world because that's what you put the time and effort into it, the educational piece. And now you're helping others. So yeah, you should be proud of that. So now guys, that makes it even more like, go check him out. He's the best of the best in this field right now. Like, I mean, he's got the highest quote unquote title in this field. If you, if you will, and most education, like you said, he tapped out his education in this field continuously helping other people. So guys go check out Cody Olinger. I appreciate you joining us, Cody. Thank you so much for uh, your, your, your knowledge and sharing that with me here on the show. And uh, we really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing where you go, man. Oh man, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I had a, had a blast on here. So appreciate your time. Absolutely. And guys, remember if you haven't checked out the show or subscribed, at least make sure after this episode, you hit the subscribe button, give me five stars and we'll talk to you guys next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.